Good afternoon, my name is Richard and this is my podcast State of Mind with me, Richard Sefton. Um, this is going to be a conversation, I reckon that talking helps with our mental health, talking about anything, chatting over a cuppa, laughing over the phone, having a natter with our mates, uh, gossip over the garden fence. Um, what's equally important is the art of listening. I'd like this conversation to be about all sorts of things really, but I'd love to chat about how the everyday things affect our mental health and the benefit of just chatting about them. And for you, the benefit of having someone to listen, which I suppose is where I come in. I want to end the stigma around mental health. There shouldn't be one. And I believe the best way to do that is to talk about it. Talk and talk and talk. I'm hoping that you can get something out of listening to this podcast and I hope it will help you realise the benefits of talking and or lending an ear. So go grab a cuppa and let's get this conversation going. Well, I have to say, it's my absolute honour and privilege to introduce my guest today. I've loved this person for so much of my life, her albums have soundtracked some pivotal moments all through my history. The songs have got me through my darkest moments and the most joyful moments. This person's voice can bring me to tears in a heartbeat, but this lady's not only the British Queen of Soul, she is an amazing actress, a star of the West End, a songwriter, she's a fellow doggy parent, and she's an idol to many, many people, including moi. If you haven't already guessed, it's an absolute shocker that I'm even able to say this, but it's my pleasure to welcome Beverly Knight. Hi Beverly. Hello god that was an intro. <laughs> did you <laughs> like that? You. <laughs> did I did. Like it's that. lovely of you. Thank you. I love your accent. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Um, yeah how are you? I am well I'm good I'm really well thank you. Um, all is good in, in my world. Um, I can't argue, can't complain. All <laughs> has been good. Even in this weirdo year, it's it, all good. It's such a weird year. I was going to ask you about that. After 25 years of performing to audiences all over the place, how have you coped with this year? Not being able to perform live and interact? That's been tough. I'm not even going to pretend. Um, I am a woman who loves being on stage, mm. loves the interaction, the two-way passion that you get from an audience, just being there giving of myself having the audience give right back and all of us going home with a wonderful you know euphoric experience and not having that has been weird really really weird but um you know i've had to find other ways to still connect with the public and and mates and that and family of course so it's just it is what it is it's one of those it is what it is i've just got to you know, you just got to plough through it and find new ways to do what you've always done. Not always easy, because mm-hmm. how the hell do you stand in front of, of an audience when you're not in, allowed to stand in front of an audience? Um, uh-huh. But, you know, technology is that I'm, I'm talking to you right, right now and um, I can, you know, use Insta and Facebook and all these other wonderful platforms to, <laughs> to reach people um, in real time. Just can't see them which is annoying yeah i mean for us as the audience i can watch you perform whenever i want i, I can use youtube i can see your insta stories on your gorgeous holiday that you recently went on when you actually <laughs> did get to stand on a stage i saw we can yes. watch that but for you yeah looking out to nobody look it, that's right mm. <laughs> just looking out to my kitchen yeah. looking out to the to the um because the camera's facing the right way conveniently to hide the washing up that I haven't done, you know, <laughs> singing, singing to the washing up and the wall and Zane who can't stand me singing, Zane's my dog, you know, <laughs> that, and that's it. But I have to imagine, my mind's eye has to imagine everybody, 
you know, listening in and, and hopefully enjoying. And then just the joy of opening my mouth and singing just for singing's sake. And that's what carried mm. me through because, you know, what, I couldn't see anyone. You all can see me, like he just said, yeah. uh, you know, at any time. But I couldn't see anyone. It's just hard, weird. I tell you what has given me joy. Um, your the video to your new song. I, it's absolutely amazing. What theatre was it filmed in? In the Noel Coward. Um, it's so beautiful. Which it's isn't it? You know, it should have had dear Evan Hansen. We should have been, or they should have been. You know, having packed audiences because it was hard to get a ticket <clears throat> to that show. Multi award winning. Mm-hmm. Absolutely brilliant. You know, and. Here we are, the theatre's dark, just like every other theatre up and down the country. Mm. And um, so we filmed it in there just to say, you know what? We know we know times are tough, but we haven't forgotten you guys. Even if the government <laughs> have, have somehow mm-hmm. forgotten you guys, we in entertainment, we who love you, we the public, we haven't forgotten you guys. And um, so we featured the empty stage and the empty auditorium as a like a poignant thing um, yeah. just to get people to to remember you know these places and everyone in them more importantly are so important to preserve oh too damn right i yeah. I, I miss the west end so much yeah. Yeah. and i'm guessing you as a performer miss it well I, I know you as a performer miss it from the other the other angle but that yes. video yeah you're right that video just encapsulates it and it makes you want to go to the theater again so i hope that people don't forget to go when we're allowed to again it's like the arts have just been forgotten about why they bring so much know. i don't know every single time there's a new announcement and we're going to stand at the podium and announce mm. things and blah, 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 blah. trans face space blah, blah, blah. <laughs> You like, sound just like him. It was a perfect Boris. Oh my god! Um, I didn't quote Latin though, did I? Um, but it's just. <laughs> I'm like, anybody want to mention the arts? No, mm. no, no, no. Okay, all right then. I mean, everybody gets mentioned, and the arts don't. Um, mm. And and you know what? It's not good enough to just mention people either. Help them. <laughs> exactly exactly i know for like i said in the intro you've you your music helped me get through some dark moments in my life art does that to us theater does that i've sat in it in yeah. it, well in fact i've sat in every musical i've ever been to and cried i can't even lie about that <laughs> <laughs> but you know your songs some of your songs you know uh the leading ladies album last year falling yeah. slowly I listened to it last night and it, it had me in tears. But the one that really, really gets me going, and you mentioned Zane earlier, and mm. you know, dogs are my world, my babies are downstairs. But Shape of You for me, when oh. my first dog, who was my best friend, um, yeah. had to be put to sleep, oh. Shape of You and that high note that you do at the end it just gives me it takes me back there and it makes me hug him virtually and your music can do that art can do that so why why, yes. why aren't they bringing that art to us all to help with our mental health i don't know i don't know do you know the, th- the this is the this is the weird thing here's the, the weird irony country goes into lockdown what what's the first thing everybody does oh let me have a look at netflix and see what box mm-hmm. sets i can catch up on and mm. you know oh let me get my spotify playlist in order you know yes. i'm like where do you think all of that content comes from where do you think that starts who do you think fosters that who mm. do you think are the people who are bringing that to you mm-hmm. it's the folk in the theaters 
It's the folk in the studios. It's the folk who are standing on stage giving everything. It starts there. And unless you, you know, nourish and encourage and support those guys, in the future, you won't have anything to put on Netflix mm -hmm. and yeah. Spotify and all the other platforms that we've been relying on, hanging on for dear life, because there won't be any content for it. You know, they'll all fall away. So... I, I don't know. We've we've I've been using this phrase a lot. We've been the nation's cheerleaders, mm. uh, and that's true. And we've also been, and this is obviously um, opposite for what you're talking about. We've been the nation's therapists, absolutely, because we haven't been able to go to the therapists, and we haven't been able to physically be in front of people, and so people turn to entertainment and to art mm -hmm. to get them through to have people to empathize with to have people you know to comfort them to to have solace to laugh with them you know in lieu of of being able to have that physical contact so it, it we are viable thank you very much and we <laughs> do offer a service thank you very much you do offer a service i do um are you aware of the feeling that, that, that other people are happy because of you? Like, sat or able to, to, to get out their emotions because of things that you've done and the work, the body of work, the, the massive body of work that you've, you know, been able to do. Are you aware of that feeling? Um, that's so hard because I think when I listen to Prince, you know I'm a nut mental Prince fan. I was going to ask you about Prince, but of I don't course. need to now. You go ahead. Oh. <laughs> Because when I when I listen to Prince, that's how I feel. I'm like, do you understand what you do? You know, do you understand how people's lives are changed and how you shaped little me, little Bev, with my big thick glasses and my two pigtails? You know, <laughs> dreaming about one day I'm gonna be on stage and sing and write and perform and do stuff and you know, do you get it? Do you get it? And then I had the chance to to be in his presence and say, mm. do you understand what you did for me as a child, as a teenager, as a grown ass woman, you know? Mm. And he just kind of did his little coy smile and <laughs> said, you know, I'm really glad that you like my music. And I thought, I am the statement of the century. <laughs> and I don't, me being me, I'm just like, I'm just Beth from Wolverhampton. I don't, it's not easy for me to think that that's how people think about me. I, I can't quite get that into my mind. I know people love and enjoy my music, but I'm like, surely they don't love it to the point that I have loved Prince or, you know, he's a genius. He's like one of the greatest people to ever do it. And I just think of myself as just being, you know, Bear from Wolverhampton who sings. This right. is, I, 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 do you know what I actually was going to say? You've got the voice of a diva, the talent and the drive of a diva. But to watch you on tally or, you know, talking to now, interacting with you or interacting with you on social media, you're warm, you're friendly, you're inclusive. You are just Bev from next door, which is what I've written down. And, you know, that's how you've just described yourself. How, what, what keeps you so grounded then? Ah. Uh, <laughs> It's a bit sycophantic, wasn't it? I, I, oh no, I honestly see myself as, um, you know, when I'm, when I'm going to the shop, when I'm walking Zane, when I'm, which is all the time, and, hmm. you know, when I'm just doing the normal things that everybody else does, 
I'm Bev, you know, mm-hmm. Mrs. O'Keefe from down <laughs> the road, you know, and that's it. Um, but when I'm on stage, it's like, um, do you remember stars in their eyes? Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, because uh, I, I, I never know what kind of era that was. And am I saying things that are, you know... I'm less than 10, of... there's less than 10 years between us. I remember. Yeah, <laughs> oh good, that's all right then. So uh, when I step on stage, it's it's sort of kind of a stars in their eyes moment. And tonight, Matthew, I'm going to be Beverly Knight. I am Beverly Knight, but it, it, Beverly Knight exists in the world of music and stage and all of that. But... The minute I go, thank you, good night. <laughs> and I go back to my dressing room and I flick the kettle on for my obligatory cup of tea. Mm, obvious, yeah. Um, but, but, standard. 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 <laughs> um, I'm back to being Bev, Mrs. O'Keefe, and Zane's in the corner just waking up, <laughs> you know. Because <laughs> he stopped. comes everywhere with me. I will stop singing now thank god for that um you know can you can you feed me can you walk me now i need a wee you know and i'm back to being me and i think i hang on to the ordinary mm-hmm. so in order to write my songs be a part of a world so that when i stand onto the extraordinary world of stages and music and lights and camera and action i've still got a sense of who I am that never leaves me you know mm. because I think the minute you leave the real you behind in any setting that's when you're in danger of getting lost in showbiz I've seen enough people get lost in showbiz I've seen people literally lose their lives we all have mm-hmm. because they got lost in showbiz I do not want to be that person I don't want to join that number um mm. so and, and I'll be honest, you know, when you sound the way I sound, um, speaking, not singing, <laughs> yeah, you can't exactly walk around, you know, with a crown on your head 24 hours a day because people laugh at you. <laughs> I bloody love the way you sound. Do you know what, though? You just described it perfectly because it's something that I hadn't even thought of. But yes, when I see your videos or see you live, you're like this... Sorry if this will embarrass you, but like this Hollywood goddess, this this untouchable <laughs> being. But then when I see you talking or speaking, interviewing, you, it's like you're me, mate. And that's part of the appeal. You know, you're this person that has got me through some bad times, has got me through some good times, has been there, does keep producing top quality albums, you know, one after the other, you know, yet you're this lovely person and you come across as this lovely person and now I can attest for the fact that you are this lovely person oh, oh you're very kind I can't oh. say yeah at the start of this conversation before we started she was horrible to me ah, and then and then the red light went on and she was completely different person I don't understand what happened there oh she's got to be in that Beverly night again show me is yeah how is it with your family then? How do your family react? And how do your family, it, it, do they keep you grounded? I mean, like your wider family, not just James and Zane. Oh, completely. Oh, my God. Listen, my mum is from Jamaica. My, my late father from Jamaica, you know. Mum mm. and dad, biggest cheerleaders, but trust and believe that I couldn't put a foot wrong or act <laughs> a certain way. Because when, I, when I'd go home, you know, I might have, done a tour and everybody's screaming at you on stage and all the rest of it and then go home to Wolverhampton and mum would be like oh Beverly you're coming to the 
market with me? And I'd, I'd, <laughs> so I'd go to the market and pull the trolley. You know them old granny trolleys? Yeah. You know them ones that you go to the market with? I hated pulling as a child because I thought, oh, I don't want to do it. What if my friends at school see me? Shame, shame. And then as an adult, you end up using one. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> you telling me Beverly Knight pulls a granny trolley? Oh, my God. Listen, I ain't trying to pull it unless I'm in Wolverhampton, trust me. Because I'm frightened of my mum. My mum will cuss me. You're not too big to pull the trolley. Pull the trolley, girl. So, <laughs> and so I'll be... I'm, I'm there. You can imagine now, I'm round the market, following mum, pulling the trolley, helping her put the yams and... <laughs> sweet potatoes in the in the bag to put mm. in the trolley and all the market traders are like all right Bev, how am you you're right so they all know you they all know me half of wolverhampton knows me you know i walk down the street and people are just like all right Bev. i don't know i'm from a tree they all know me <laughs> and and it's nice my husband it took my husband ages to get used to it because he's from London, well, more or less, he's born in Norwich, but mm. spent most of his life in London. Oh, that's London. So where, where everybody, exactly, where everybody <laughs> kind of walks past you, no one says anything, no one. Mm-hmm. But in Wolverhampton, everybody speaks to everyone, doesn't matter if they know you personally or not, they yeah. just talk to you, you know. Well, same so up everyone here. talks to me. Where, and where's, where's up here? North Wales now, um, but I was raised on the Wirral, just just over the border. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, in yeah. North Wales, but I lived in so London for 13 years. further west, yeah. Yeah, I lived in London well, for 13 years. I do get it. I sat on the... I would say... I'd be the one saying hello to people though and giving people smiles on the tubes and getting dirty looks back. I still do. I've been in London 25 years. I still say, you know, hello to people when I pass them. If they see me running, particularly when they see me running, I always say, all right, how are you? You know, it's just... It's in me. I'm, that's black country for you. It's in me. And I don't want to lose that of myself because... I feel as though if I lose that, I lose the essence of of me. So and that, you that can't happen. <laughs> so your roots, where you came from, um, yeah. it even sounds like like down to the food and your obviously your parents and where yeah. they came from. They're all really, really important to you staying you. Oh, completely. Yeah. I mean, my my mum in particular has um, a big family, and um, half of them live in Wolverhampton and the other half are kind of scattered around the globe. I've got an auntie who lives in, in London and mm. so on. And there is no way between them and, um, you know, people who know me that I could be anything other than just Bev. They put me straight with a quickness, let me tell you. <laughs> um, and I grew up um, in a way which I don't know if it's, and uh, I don't know if, if if British people have the same kind of um, upbringing, but I wouldn't just spend time with my grandma. I spent mm. time with all the extended family all the time. And so when it came to raising me, teaching me, you know, instructing me, disciplining me... Um, that was the whole family. Everybody had their, their part. So it was a three-generational um, experience, relationship, not wow. just mum and dad. It was mum, dad, grandma, granddad, aunties, uncles, you know, and cheeky cousins that were older than me as well, you know. So <laughs> they all 
raised me and and I saw them all the time. I still see them very regularly, not so much now as an adult traveling and, you know, doing what I do for a living. But when you've been raised in that kind of a way and these are ordinary salt of the earth people, Mm -hmm. you're never going to be anything else but hopefully ordinary salt of the earth human being until you choose to detach yourself from that and there lies danger. Yeah, yeah. No, I get that. I get that. I, that. It's kind of how I was raised. Nan, granddad, all my uncles and aunties, cousins, Good. all the time. However, I was aware of a lot of people that weren't. And they were like, oh, yeah. you, you stay at your nan and granddad's or, you know, you stay at Auntie Hillary's or well, Auntie Hillary lived next door but one. So I was always around there. Y- yeah, you yeah, get always. it. Yes. Yeah, making treacle toffee on uh, Halloween and stuff. And we'd be running around. And uh, yeah, was, we were always in and out of each other's houses until we moved. And oh, it's beautiful family life. And I get that, that pull to almost stay there. I miss that I don't see mm. them as much now. I really do miss that I don't me see too. them as much. Me too, me too. I, it, it's, that's been the tough thing about this whole pandemic thing is mm-hmm. I'm so used, even with all the traveling and all the rest of it, I'm so used to having that relationship with the family, a physical being there, you know, in and out the house and not even telling my mom I'm coming home, just turning up and there I am on the sofa giving her the shock of her life, you know, and just turning up at at one of my aunts or uncles' houses and, you know, I'm so used to that, that um, it's just been really weird not having that. Yeah, and that's but that could that could come back to what we were talking about earlier as well. Like, yeah. whereas if they want to, they can see you whenever they want on TV. Um, but yeah. it's it's you that's not. And I know that you, being the person that I think you are and the person that you sound like, you'll be thinking of them. But they might be thinking of you because you're not able to turn on the TV and see them. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So it's a self care. It really is. It's that self care thing. It's it's. Ah, you have to look after yourself. You have to nourish yourself as much as is possible. And this, it's the hardest time in all of our lifetimes right now. I don't think there's been a harder time collectively, you know. Yeah. In all of our lifetimes where self-care has been brought to the fore of everybody's consciousness because we're so l- lacking in human connection, you know, physically. And we have to turn to other means to, to, to still, you know, nourish ourselves and really keep, our, keep ourselves sane. It's, mm. it's a tough one. It really is a tough one. I, I do think that having a dog, though, really helps. Oh, my God. <laughs> the dogs sure. love us. Love us for staying home all these months. <laughs> uh, that, honestly, Zane has been loving his life. <laughs> and now if I try and go anywhere and say, no, Zane, I'm just going, I'm just going up to the shop. I'll be back. His, his ear is just twitched because he knows I'm talking about it. I'm oh. just going to the shop. And he'll look at me like, what, you're, you're not going with me? What's, what's going on? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, get I need that. to be with you. So. I get that. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I get that completely. Listen, um, I could genuinely talk to you forever, but I know you're a busy lady. And as a fan, I'm really thankful for that. Um, oh, God, you're welcome. I'm going to I'm gonna let you go and, and do your thing and enjoy the rest of your Sunday. But thank you so, so much for joining me today. I will never forget this. Um, oh. I'm hoping that you've found that it's been good to just talk, really. I love talking. Can you not tell that I love No, I can. Talking? I can. I don't ever shut up. <laughs> Every, I always do interviews and they run over. It's only if somebody tells me, okay, it's time to shut up now, babe, that I'll stop. Oh, well, I'm a true professional. 
I've been doing this how many years and I still am no good at kind of winding it up when I need to wind it up because I'll rub it on for England, mate. And I would love that. I've got so much things that I could ask you and talk to you about. I really have. Um, But we'll do it again. Oh my God. That's recorded. That's been recorded. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I will play that back to you. I'll play it on the one. I'll send it to the one show. They can play it to you just to prove it or something like that. Um, <laughs> listen, if we've spoken about anything today that's brought up any feelings or emotions that you didn't expect and you feel that you'd like to talk uh, away from the microphone, you've got my details and you're more than welcome to use them. Oh, bless you. Thank you, my darling. Well, in which case, I'd just like to end by saying to any listeners out there, if you need to, please reach out, talk to somebody. 116-123 is the Samaritans, and it's nothing to be ashamed of. If you need them, they are literally there for you. It's 116-123. On the other hand, if you can, be there for someone. Listen to them. Listen, really listen. Uh, I'm Richard Sefton, and thank you for listening to me and this podcast, and I hope that you'll join me for another cuppa and a chat in the future.